What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the First Team All Pro Podcast. And I know that this episode's been a long time coming, uh, considering the fact that I haven't really had time to make an episode in the last two weeks. Uh, so I'm sorry for the little delay there. But today we got a special episode. Today will be an hour-long episode. We'll be talking about the MLB trade deadline and the moves teams made. Uh, as long as the MLB uh, season at a glance, as well as the Field of Dreams game, It'll be taking place between the New York Yankees and the Chicago White Sox as well. Uh, I also have another episode that will be coming out later this week, probably uh, tomorrow, uh, either tomorrow, Saturday, or Sunday, so be on the lookout for that. But uh, right now, let's get into it. So, the MLB tra- trade deadline. Let, 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 let's let's get right into this. It, it was, first off, anyone that was paying attention, uh, you know... It, free the trade de- deadline has been wild. I mean, let's get right into it. The Red Sox acquired, acquired uh, Kyle Schwarber from the Nationals. The Yankees got Anthony Rizzo from the Cubs, as well as getting Joey Gallo from the Rangers. Uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers got Trey Turner and Max Scherzer. So, and uh, the Giants got Chris Bryant. Those are just some of the moves. Uh, that all some of the teams made. Uh, I'm sure there were there were definitely a lot of other moves that were made, but th- those were some of the most notable moves so far, um, or notable moves from the trade deadline. I could be wrong. I think there are some other. I think there were other moves that were made. I want to just double check here. Uh, oh yeah, Cole Hamels also went to the Cole Hamels went to the Dodgers. Uh, what what other moves? I'm sure I'm missing a few uh, trades in there, but let's just get right into it. Uh, so uh, since let, let's start with the Yankees now. This I'm gonna be well first. First off, th- this episode might not be an hour long. I have no idea. Uh, depending how long this episode goes, how much I can talk about the trade deadline. But let's start with the Yankees. Uh. Since getting Rizzo and Gallo, I believe the Yankees have been 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. They've won like 10 of their last 13. They actually finished the series with Kansas City the other day. They won 5-2. The win went to Chad Green. Uh, and it, it just looks like the Yankees have been playing better baseball as of lately. Uh, Gallo and Rizzo have been making impacts off the rip. Uh, so, you know, I like to see it. It's good. It, it's a little bit refreshing because anyone – that's a Yankee fan like myself. Anyone that's been watching them through the first half of the season knows that they've been really struggling. Uh, but they managed to turn it around uh, so far. And now they're only, I, I believe, a game or two back of the Red Sox for that second wild card spot. Uh, I could be wrong. Uh, they're two games. They're actually two games back of that uh wild card spot and the the AL East in general is just becoming it's a dogfight uh, of course the Rays have 69 wins 45 losses Red Sox 66 wins and 50 losses and uh, the Yankees with 63 wins and 51 losses but the Yankees need to keep it going because the Blue Jays are right behind them too they're a half game back 62 and 51 and that's another team that's really been catching fire lately uh, the bats, of course, you know, Bo Bichette, Vlad Guerrero Jr., Kevin Biggio, and of course, George Springer, who's making a huge impact over there in Toronto. Uh, and of course, 
you know, that, that brings me into the next uh, trade deadline move. They went out and got some pitching for their uh, bullpen. Uh, they got Jose Barrios. Uh, I believe that's what it is. And uh, yeah, yeah, Jose Barrios. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's a four-team race. It is a four-team race in the AL East. Orioles fans, I hate to say it, but you guys are long out of the conversation. Uh, at least for this season, who knows what happens? Who knows? Maybe next season we'll have a five, full like five-team race. That'll just make it entertaining. Uh, as a baseball fan, I love it. I love that it's a four-team race. It's a very competitive division. I love it. It's going to be a bloodbath all the way through. As a Yankees fan, my heart rate is going to rise significantly over the next like month or two. Uh, and really, in all honesty, there's no room for error for the Yankees. Uh, with basically a month and a half, maybe two months left in the season. Uh, now, I'd, I'd say, what are we in? Mid-August, I think? Yeah, we're, we're basically in mid-August. Uh, yeah, basically a month and a half to go in the season and there's really no room for error especially considering uh, how good the Blue Jays have been playing lately and that they're only a half game back you definitely gotta keep that under control definitely gotta keep it moving but uh yeah so let's let, let's talk about uh the other free agency moves let's see yeah Chris oh I forgot Javi Baez he went to the Mets uh, that was another big trade deadline move. A lot of big pieces were being moved around. And uh, for one team, more specifically for the Chicago Cubs, it was the end of an error at the tra at the trade deadline. Because with Chris Bryant, Javi Baez, and Anthony Rizzo all being traded, it was basically, the, I th if I'm not mistaken, they were the last three pieces of that 2016 World Series winning Chicago Cubs team, and they were they were the core the core pieces to that team. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you; they probably should have won another ring. They probably should have won another championship, but things things fell apart quickly for them after 2016, and it just didn't. They just couldn't recover from it. I mean, even now. Like this season, I mean, you kind of figured it was going to happen. They're, they have fit only 52 wins. They have 64 losses. They're one and nine in their last 10 games. I mean, you kind of you kind of imagined that was going to happen. But uh, I mean, it's been interesting to watch. But and of course, let, let, let's get right into the Trey Turner and Max Scherzer uh, trade to Los Angeles. I mean. The Dodgers at this point are just flexing. They're just flexing their muscles. They don't want anyone uh, dethroning them from a potential World Series run. Let's, I mean, look at it. They have Max Muncy, Justin Turner, Cody Bellinger, Mookie Betts. Uh, and that that's just in the starting lineup. That's just in the starting lineup. And, of course, you got Walker Bueller in the bullpen, along with Clayton Kershaw, uh, future Hall of Famer Clayton Kershaw. And, and now, you put Mac, now you put Max Scherzer into the mix, who anyone who knows, he's still got it. Still one of the most dominating pitchers uh, in the league, of course. 
one of the key pieces behind the Nationals 2019 World Series run. And I mean, and then of course you got the Dodgers who picked up Cole Hamels as well. I mean, they are just flexing their muscles. They, they're like, you know what? We want to get back to the World Series. We want to go for a repeat. We're not taking any chances. We're not letting these guys uh, go to other teams. And anyone that that follows my page, my uh, sports page on, uh, I believe it's Here's the Thing Sports on uh, Instagram, uh, I made a post about potentially, I made a post a while back about potentially Max Scherzer getting traded. Uh, and one of the candidates I thought that was going to get, uh, was going to go after him. I believed it was going to be the Red Sox, either the Red Sox or the Rays. And, uh, clearly the Dodgers got to him first. And I mean, and, and let's face it. I mean, to be honest, if you really think about it, uh, I mean, it kind of makes sense, especially with, uh, how their division shaping up. Of course, the you know the Giants, the San Francisco Giants, who are red hot, seventy three wins and forty one losses. I believe they're the first team to seventy wins, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong about that, but yeah, the Giants have been eight and two in their last uh, ten games. The Dodgers, of course, are I believe they're four games back at sixty nine and forty five. Uh, won seven of their last ten games. And, of course, the uh, surging Padres with, you know, Blake Snell, Yu Darvish, and, of course, Fernando Tatis Jr. and company. Uh, the NL West is going to be a tight division, and they the Dodgers basically need all hands on deck, anyone and, any, anyone and everyone they can get their hands on to make sure uh, they clinch the division and uh, avoid being in a wild card game. Uh, because as we all know, the wild card game, one and done. Uh, but you know, it, it, it's been unbelievable. Th this MLB trade deadline has been hectic for a lot of teams. If you're a Cubs fan, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, my condolences. If you're a Cubs fan, uh, I'm so sorry. Uh, cause I'm going to be honest with you. The Cubs are just not in a good spot right now. I think anyone that watched the Cubs or paid attention to uh, the Cubs during, I believe, like the 2000, like mid 2000s, like, you know, they didn't have a great team then. I mean, anyone like and the reason I'm bringing this up is because I played a lot of MLB 08 the show. That was like the first like MLB video game I had MLB 08 the show. I know it has nothing to do with the discussion, but. In, in 2008, like they were, I if I'm not mistaken, they were one of the worst teams uh, in baseball. Uh, let me let, let me check. What's? Oh no, I was wrong. <laughs> Never mind. I actually let's see. No, I, I no, I was wrong. Wow, yeah, I was definitely wrong. Uh, they were ninety. They won ninety-seven games in two thousand eight. Wow, I'm sorry, Cubs fans. I, I mean, I'll be honest. I'm a Yankees fan, so I, I don't. I, like I said, I didn't really pay attention to other teams during that during those uh, years. But uh, yeah, I mean, 
the cut, you know, 97. And I, I, I just want to check what was their roster. What was their roster during that uh, season? I really want to check. 2008 Cubs rock. Well, well, let's actually uh, let's go back to 2007 because the 2007-2008. All right, yeah. So the 2007 Cubs were they somehow still won the NL Central, 85 and 77. Uh, but I don't know. I think so. I was obviously wrong that they were one of the worst teams in baseball. So that's on me. I made that mistake. Uh, they were for uh, 2007 and 2008. But uh, let's take a look at that uh, Cubs roster they had. I just I'm curious to see who they had. I think they had Derek Lee, if I'm not mistaken. Oh no. Uh, let's see. They had Jim Edmonds. They had Mark DeRosa. Ryan Dempster, Aramis Ramirez, Carlos Zambrano, Rich Hill. Uh, Rich Hill, uh, Alfonso Soriano, any former, any Yankee fan knows, uh, you know, he played for the Yankees for a bit. Yeah. And Derek Lee. So this was an interesting team, but, uh, the, this season's Cubs, uh, it's looking like they're going into the dark. They're entering a very dark time period right now. And, you know, I know we want to talk about, you know, 2016, but as time goes on, it's becoming more and more distant. I mean, but with that being said, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo and Javi Baez should never have to pay anything in Chicago, pay for anything in Chicago again. I mean, they were, like I said, the core that helped lead the Cubs to the promised land in 2016. But right now, uh, I mean, it kind of made sense that they were going to get traded considering where the Cubs are sitting in the standings right now, near dead to last in the NL Central. Uh, you know, obviously big things and big changes are coming in Chicago. But that being said, what's what, what other trade deadline moves are being made? Oh, oh yes, Craig Kimbrell, former, uh, former uh, Chicago Cubs pitcher. Uh, he got, he got sent to the South side. He is now playing for the Chicago White Sox. Uh, and the Cubs ended up getting Nick Madrigal in return. So a little windy city swap in the, uh, trade deadline. So that's, that's been interesting to see. Let's see who else has been on the move. Uh, Cesar Hernandez got traded to the White Sox. Brad Hand got traded to the Blue Jays. And to be honest, I think that might be it. Uh, Starling Mar Marte to the A's. Uh, Jesus Luzardo to the Marlins. There, there were a lot of there were a lot of trades going on in the at the deadline. It was it was pretty hectic, and it was honestly, if you're a baseball fan, uh, it was very exciting. Uh, obviously, if you're a Cubs fan, that's a completely different story. But, uh, I mean, what, I mean, what do you, what do you really expect? Uh, but yeah, so all of a sudden, let, let's get back right into it. So all of a sudden Gallo and Rizzo come to the Yankees. Yankees get hot. Every, the bats get hot. The pitching staff gets going or the, the pitchers get going. Uh, and the Yankees have just been rolling. That's another series win over Kansas city. 
But like I said, the American League East, very tight division. Uh, as It's probably, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to come out and say it right now, it's the best division in baseball to watch. And uh, you guys can argue with me all you want about that, but uh, if you just check the standings, look at the wins and losses of four of the five teams, and you'll understand why I make that case. Uh, but anyway, let's head to the National League. Uh, let's, let's more specifically the NL East, let's go to the, uh, let's go to the Mets for a second. What happened? I mean, what happened Mets fans? Seriously. Like I'm not trying to troll here. Like what, like what happened? Like this is a team that was very promising all season long. Frankie Lindor, uh, pistol Pete Alonzo, I believe that's, or also known as the polar bear. Uh, I believe, I believe that's his nickname. I, I mean, I, I could be wrong. Let, let me just, I, I say, I said Pistol Pete, uh, Alonzo, because I think I could be, I, I believe I, I could be wrong. I mean, oh, his, his nickname's Polar Bear, but. I believe I, I read it as his like Instagram username, his Instagram name. I think his Instagram name is actually Pistol Pete. So that that's why I uh, I I could be, I could be wrong. Oh no, it's Polar Pete. Wow. Okay, swing and a miss there on my part again. Jeez. Uh, but yeah, again, Frankie Lindor, Pete Alonzo, also known as the Polar Bear, just so we can. Get that straightened. Uh, you know, uh, Jake DeGrom, obviously, one of the most dominating pitchers in all of baseball. Uh, and then you get Javi Baez. I mean, the Mets were looking good. Javi Baez comes in, uh, hits a home run in his first game for the Mets. Things are looking up and up. And then I don't know what happened, but uh, Bryce Harper and the Phillies had other plans. The Phillies completing, I believe, a four-game sweep of the Mets. Uh, at the bank, I could be wrong. Uh, at Citizens Bank Park, I could be wrong. Let me uh, let me just check. Uh, let me just check the schedule. Let me just check the schedule they had. Oh, speaking of the Mets, they're actually winning three nothing right now. Uh, they're playing the Washington Nationals for all any Mets fan that wanted an update. They're up three nothing, but. Uh, no, they completed it. The Phillies completed a three game sweep and it was at the bank, but, uh, I, and now all of a sudden the Met, the Mets are in third in the NL East. And I'm going to be honest with you. The NL East is a dumpster fire. Now I know a lot of, you know, anyone that's a fan of a team in the NL East is going to give me some slack for saying that, but look at all the win totals compared, like, look at the win totals for like. The first for like the Phillies, Braves, Mets, and Nationals, and then compare it to like three or four teams in one of the other divisions, with the exception of like uh, maybe the NL West or the AL Central. Yeah, but like look at the NL East and then compare it to the AL East. Like, what look at how look at the difference in the wins as well as how many games behind teams are. 
I mean, just look. And now that that reminds me, the Braves have all snuck up. The Braves have uh, snuck right back up in the standings, uh, and they're now ti- they're now tied for first in the NLEs. So, I think it uh, might be a dogfight between the Phillies and Braves. Who knows? Maybe the Mets surprise and go on a run late in the season. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, of course, the NL Central, the uh, Brewers are winning that by they're they're ahead by eight games. So as far as I'm concerned, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, Brewers are going to win the NL Central. But uh, I wouldn't sleep on the Reds, uh, especially with guys like Nick Nick Castellanos uh, and company. So wouldn't sleep on the Reds. But right now it's looking like the Brewers are running with the NL Central, and uh, yeah. So this season's been hectic. I mean, you know, from the trade deadline to, you know, certain teams struggling, then getting red hot real quick. Uh, It's just been interesting to see uh, so far. But again, again, uh, if you're a Mets fan, your heart rate's probably rising right now. Uh, But you know, we'll see what happens. Maybe the Mets can uh, catch fire and sneak into the wild card, potentially uh, end up taking the NL East. Who knows? Again, there's still a month and a half left to go in the season, so only time will tell what will happen. But, uh, yeah, so I, I believe, honestly, I believe uh, that's it for the trade deadline. I, I could be wrong about that. So, again, this episode might not, like I said, it might not be an hour long. This honestly might only be 30 minutes long. I could be wrong about that. But let, let's get into the uh, Field of Dreams game. So the Yankees will be taking on the White Sox in the Field of Dreams game. Uh, of course, in Iowa, I'm going to be watching that. Uh, if if I'm just a bit, you don't even need to be a fan of the Yankees or the White Sox. Uh, I would totally watch it. I mean, it's just so worth it. If anyone that saw, like, the photos of the field, what it looked like, I mean, it's just absolutely gorgeous. It's a gorgeous field altogether. And I think games like this, I'm here for it. Like, games at these types of fields every now and then, I'm absolutely here for it. And I think it's going to be a good game. I mean, mean, the the White Sox, one of the best teams in the American League, and of course the Yankees who are better... And of course, the New York Yankees, who've been on a hot streak as well. It's going to be interesting to watch. And honestly, as a baseball fan, you really can't complain. I mean, it's been unbelievable. It's unbelievable that they were able to make this happen. So I'm very much looking forward to that. But uh, yeah, so I'm going to be honest. I don't think this, like I said, I'm going to be honest. I don't think this episode is going to be an hour long. But uh, let, let's just keep talking about free agency. Or not free agency, the trade deadline. But yeah, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Being a Yankees fan, I th- thought the number one thing on the bucket list that the Yankees needed to do was get some more either relief pitching or maybe get another starting pitcher in there. Whether or not it was going to be Max Scherzer, who knows. Uh but that that's the route I kind of wanted the Yankees to take. 
uh, when the trade deadline, you know, began or, but I, I was surprised to see, and to be honest, I'm not going to lie. I was a little puzzled with, uh, getting Joey Gallo at first, but, and, and then, you know, I saw Anthony Rizzo and then a few days, a few days later, I saw that Anthony Rizzo got traded to the Yankees. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's going on here? Brian Cashman, what are you up to? Uh, and I, I've been surprised. I mean, Anthony Rizzo hit his, uh, hit a home run in his first game, uh, in pinstripes. Joey Gallo has been doing good. I mean, and honestly, it, it, you know, as much as the first half of the season was killing me on the inside, I was as much as it was killing me on the inside, uh, you know, I, I, I never give up hope in the team and I never ever lose hope with this team as much as as cliche as that sounds. Uh, and I was um, and I was just thinking about it, like if they're they going to have to really pull something big when the trade deadline comes around to really turn this team around to really help this help turn this team around. Now, whether or not Gallo and uh, Rizzo stay uh, on the Yankees next season, because I believe Rizzo's contract expires at the end of the season. Who knows? But uh, overall, uh, so far, the trades have been working out for the Yankees. Uh, and honestly, it's just going to, like I said before, it's going to be a dogfight the rest of the way. And uh, we'll have to see what happens moving forward. But uh, let, let's get into their uh, some of their AL East opponents. Uh, let, let's stick in the AL East. Uh, the Red Sox, I believe they're 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games. Uh, they won 20 to eight the other night against the AL East leading Tampa Bay Rays team. And I'll, I'm going to be honest with you. They needed that win. They needed that win. Uh, I, I mean, they, they, they were struggling. I mean, anyone, any Red Sox fan that listens to the pod follows, uh, uh, the Red Sox knows that their, uh, relief pitching has been a little bit shaky the last couple of games. I mean, look at their last couple of series. Uh, let, let, let's go back to July 30th. Uh, that series against the Rays got swept. Uh, let's go to the... I mean, obviously they split series uh, in late July with the Blue Jays. But let, let's go to the series against the Tigers. They lost two out of three there. And then let's go to the Blue Jays, the most recent Blue Jays series. They got blown out in that first game, 12 to four. Got shut out one nothing on August 7th. They come back, uh, and on the back end of that doubleheader uh, on Saturday, August 7th, the Red Sox win two one. And then the Red Sox bullpen, and I know Red Sox fans who listen to this don't want to relive it, but the Red Sox blew, I believe, a seven two lead, and they ended up losing to Toronto nine to eight thanks to a go-ahead home run from uh, George Springer. Uh, and then they lost in the, this uh, first game of the – they lost the first game against the Rays 8-4, to which that's back-to-back blown saves. I believe Matt Barnes was pitching for that one too towards the end. I could be wrong. And then the other game, just last night's game, felt like a uh, – it, it felt like a football game. I'm not going to be – I'm not going to lie. Like the score, it made it look like a football game. 
But uh, honestly, the Red Sox needed that. Who knows what happens moving forward? Uh, they close out the series uh, today at 4:10 against uh, the Rays, and they will welcome the Baltimore Orioles. And that reminds me, with the Orioles coming to town, that means that also means one more thing. Chris Sale is coming back after nearly two years. Uh, Chris Sale is back and pitching for the Red Sox. Uh, honestly, for the game of baseball, I, I love it. I love to see that Chris Sale's back and healthy. Uh, honestly, and who knows? Maybe the uh, maybe there's a little more uh, bite with this uh, with the uh, Yankees and Red Sox matchups. Who knows? Maybe we get a Garrett Cole Chris Sale duel duel at one point uh, this season. Uh, but yeah, so the Red Sox welcome the Orioles to town. Of course, Chris Sale returns, and then they got the Yankees. So that's again. Then it's just going to be a dog. It's going to be a dog fight the rest of the way uh, for the teams in the American League East. And honestly, like I said before, as a baseball fan, I love that it's this close. As a Yankees fan, uh, <laughs> it's going to be a stressful month and a half. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie whatsoever. But uh, yeah, again. So to be honest with you. I'm probably going to have to cut this in the a 30 minute episode. I, I honestly don't think this is going to last an hour. I honestly don't know what I could possibly talk for for an hour. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe I'll talk some other sports, uh, but we'll see what happens, to be honest. But again, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, the Field of Dreams game. So. Uh, I'm pretty much looking forward to this. So, and again, let's keep this rolling. So, uh, yeah, we're going to see, you know what? I, I mean, we might as well talk about, keep talking about uh, baseball for a little bit. I, I mean, after all, I did say this was going to be a tr at least try to be an hour long episode. I don't know. Maybe it'll be just a 45 minute episode because again, uh, there might be more to talk about that I could divvy up into, uh, well, as promised, the uh, second episode this week. I Like I said, I haven't been able to uh, po post uh, new content as much. Uh, real life stuff's been getting in the way. Uh, you know, I've been working. Uh, I've been working every week. Uh, and I don't get home till late. So, and by that point, like some nights, I just don't really want to... Uh, record episodes some nights I just want to pass out after I get home from work but uh let's let's what uh, what else do we got to talk about I mean there's really <clears throat> excuse me I just had to uh cough I mean I mean let's be honest I mean I, oh no actually NFL is coming back NFL preseason uh coming back if I'm not mistaken the Cowboys and Steelers had a uh preseason game if i'm not mistaken it was the i believe it was the hall of fame game i think yeah it was the hall of fame game uh and the steelers ended up winning 16-3 so but from here on out now nfl is going to be on every week so i'm pretty excited about that i'm very excited for the new york giants season anyone that just heard that i just burped sorry 
I don't really like burping in the mic, but I couldn't really help myself on that one. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I'm very excited for the Giants. Anyone that listens to this pod, you know, or, or follows my Instagram page, you know I'm a Giants fan. Uh, very excited for the Giants. Uh, and, you know, preseason, we got some interesting matchups. Giants-Jets, then the Giants-Browns, uh, Giants-Patriots. And then we get into the regular season. Let's talk about that. Uh, well, let's talk about their regular season. Week one against the Broncos, home against the Broncos. Week two against Washington. Week three, uh, home versus the Falcons. Week four versus the Saints. And, and, you know, if I'm not mistaken, usually, if I'm not mistaken, the last couple of years, like week one, they usually play the Cowboys. But uh, this year, they don't play the Cowboys till week five, and that's in Dallas. Then they play the Rams uh, week six. Uh, I want to say, let me check. Yeah, Rams week six, uh, Panthers week seven, and then we get a really tough matchup, a matchup we don't really see too often, but the Giants will be playing the Chiefs. Uh, Daniel Jones and the Giants will be heading into Kansas City to take on Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, I think I said Mahomes, my mistake. Uh, yeah, so Daniel, it'll be Danny Dimes versus Patrick Mahomes, uh, man who led the uh, Chiefs to the Super Bowl for two consecutive years. So that's gonna be that's gonna be one of the toughest matchups this season. Uh, but I think it's gonna be a fun one to watch. Then the Raiders come to town, uh, and then after that, oh boy, the Giants go to Tampa to face Tom Brady and the defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, and then. Of course, November 28th, uh, Eagles-Giants at MetLife. And I know Giants fans are very much looking forward to that matchup. And honestly, I'm, I am as well. I am very much looking forward to uh, seeing the uh, Eagles and Giants play. Who knows? Maybe I get a ticket. Maybe I uh, go down and watch one of those games. Because, uh, And I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't been to a Giants game in forever since I was like, six seven or eight and that was against the broncos and that was when and anyone who watched giants football or broncos football at the time or just any football uh in the early 2000s knows that the uh broncos quarterback at the time was i believe jake Plummer. uh i could be wrong about that but anyway who knows maybe i go down and see the giants play and then the Giants go to Miami, and then after that, they go to face the Chargers. Then the Cowboys come to town. Then the Giants go to Philly. Then the Giants go to Chicago, and then they close it out against the Washington football team. I'm going to be honest with you. There are a lot of winnable games on the schedule. I'm not saying they're going to be easy games because there are a lot of them that are going to be tough. Uh, there are a lot of games on the schedule that are going to be tough. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, the Buccaneers, that's going to be a tough one. The Chiefs, uh, the Dolphins could potentially be tough. Uh, I think the Eagles and Cowboys games are going to be dogfights. Uh, so, actually, no. The Eagles and Giants games, those are going to be dogfights. Who knows? We might see a brawl or two. Uh, and to be honest, I'd pay good money to see that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so... It's going to be interesting to see. I'm happy that NFL's back because usually I, I believe on the last couple episodes of my podcast, I've been talking about the NBA 
and the NHL. And, you know, and the NHL has been over. The NHL season ended like two months ago. I believe the NBA season ended like two months ago. So who knows? Uh, but it, I, I'm not really taking any predictions yet. Uh, I'm not putting any predictions to see who's going to make the playoffs and who's going to win the Super Bowl yet. Uh, I'm not really going to do that yet. Uh, I mean, I mean, I obviously could, but I really, I'm going to be honest with you. Most of the predictions I make end up faltering out. But if I had to go with predictions to win divisions, uh, I know it's early. Of course, it's preseason. But I'm going to take early predictions for uh, the divisions. AFC East, I think the I think the Bills are going to take it. AFC East, I think the Bills take it. And now I know... And I know, I, I, I'm going to be honest, I'm ready to get schlack from Patriots fans about this. I'm ready to get roasted for picking the Bills, but anyone that saw them last year, anyone that saw them play last year knows how good of a team they are. So that's why I'm picking the Bills. Uh, but I think it's going to be a three-way race. I think it's I think it's going to be a tight division between the Bills, Dolphins, and Patriots. Who knows with the Jets? Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But, uh, and I'm probably going to get some shellac from uh, Jets fans too. But, uh, again, AFC East, I'm going to say Bills are going to win the division. AFC West, uh, Kansas City. That's an easy one. Uh, I mean, and I hate, I hate to basically roast the other team's fans and the teams in the AFC West, but it's Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, let's be honest. They're they're going to be the favorite to win the AFC West. The AFC North, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be tight, but who knows what happens? I I'm going to be honest, I'm not picking this, and I, and a lot of people have said like not specifically to me, but a lot of people I've seen on social media say you know, like this is the Steelers year like Time and time again, I'm not sold. Uh, I'm not sold on the Steelers, uh, especially considering like how old Ben Roethlisberger is now. Like, I just don't see it. I just don't see the Steelers taking the division because if Ben Roethlisberger gets hurt, who who do they have at quarterback? Like, like, like seriously, uh, I'm going to be honest with you about that. So if anything, I think it's going to come down between the Ravens and Browns. Uh, uh, and, and to be honest, I, I'm going to go with a bold move here. I'm going to say, and this is going to be a very bold move, but I'm going to say the Browns win the division. I'm going to say the Browns win the division. And I, again, roast me, uh, on my page for making, for making these predictions. I don't care. I'm sticking with it. I think the Browns showed a lot of promise last season and I think they can do it again this season. So I'm gonna pick the Browns to win the AFC North. Uh again, like I said, all these predictions are too early, but we'll see what happens. AFC South, I'm taking Tennessee. Like especially what's been going on either the Titans and I think the biggest surprise out of that division might be the Jaguars. Might be the Jaguars. Who knows? Uh I was going to say the Colts, but Carson Wentz is hurt again. 
So I'm not, again, I'm not really sold on the Colts. I could be wrong though. Uh, who knows? But I think the Titans, I think the Titans, no one stops Derrick Henry in that division. I'm going to be honest with you. Not that anyone can, honestly. I mean, have you guys like seen, have you seen Derrick Henry when he runs with the ball? I mean, he absolutely destroy, obliterates defenses. So it'll be interesting to see, but I'm going to go with the Titans winning the AFC South. Let's go to the NFC. Uh, NFC North. Whew. This is going to be an interesting, this is going to be an interesting division. I don't, I'm going to be honest with you. It's going to come down to the Bears and Packers and as much, because this is going to be tough. I feel like the Bears definitely have the potential this season, but I think Aaron Rodgers is is going to be too much. I think I think I think it's I think it's revenge tour uh, season for Aaron Rodgers. So I'm going to pick the Packers. NFC South. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I think that, that division might be a little wide open. Uh, I know a lot of a lot of people want to see the Buccaneers, uh, but. Let's see what happens. I think it's it might be a little more wide open. I could be wrong though. I mean, and since Drew Be Drew Brees is retired, uh, I think it, it, it might come down to the Buccaneers. Who knows? Maybe another team in that division surprises. Maybe the Falcons or Panthers uh, surprise me in that division. But I I think it's going to be Tampa in in the end winning the NFC South. You just don't doubt Tom Brady. You just don't doubt Tom Brady because he he proves you wrong at every turn. So I'm going to say the Buccaneers are winning that. Uh, NFC West. I don't know. I, that this is this is another tough one because you got you got Russell Wilson and company in the Seahawks. Uh, Matt Stafford, of course, on the Rams now. And, you know, that solid Rams defense. You got Aaron Donald and company. Uh, you know, the 49ers that went to the Super Bowl two years ago. Can't count them out. But, I, you know, a lot of people want me, you know, a lot of people want to say the Seahawks. But I'm going to go with Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Yeah, I said it. I said the Cardinals are going to win the NFC West. And like I said, I am probably going to be wrong with some of these predictions. But, you know what, I'm looking forward to it. NFC East, oh boy, I, I honestly, I, I honestly don't want to make a prediction for the NFC East because anyone that that's a fan of any of the teams in that division, or just saw the end of, just saw the standings for the NFC East last season, knew how much of a, uh, how much chaos it was. Not one team finished above 500 in that division. And that being said, being a Giants fan, this really is a prove it year for Danny Dimes for. For Daniel Jones, this really is a prove-it year. And to be honest, if things don't turn around, like <sighs> thing, if they, like let's face it, any Giants fan like myself, you know you're sick of. If you're a Giants fan like myself, you're sick of missing the playoffs. It's been what since 2017, and we got a, and the Giants got obliterated by the Packers in the wild card game. Yeah, so uh, it's going to be interesting. And 
I'm going to be honest. Like I said, it's going to be a prove it year for Daniel Jones. At this point, there I don't think there's any more room for excuses. I I could be wrong. I think I think I'll be surprised. I think Daniel Jones is up to the task. Uh, obviously, I mean he's young. I'm I'm giving him a chance, but obviously, we there can't be this can't continue for the next couple of seasons. But and with that being said, he's also got more weapons around them. I mean Saquon Barkley's coming back from injury. Uh, they got Kenny. They got Kenny Galladay. Uh, they have. They got Kyle Rudolph as well at tight end. So there's a lot of weapons to work with. Uh, Evan, uh, of course, Evan Ingram, and of course on the defensive side of the ball, you got Logan Ryan, James Bradbury. Who anyone who watched the Giants season last season knows James Bradbury was playing unbelievably well. Uh, for the secondary. So it, it, it was unreal to see. So I'm, I'm very pumped up about that. And of course they locked down Leonard Williams. It's going to be interesting to see, uh, who also had a pretty good season last year. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. And of course on the offensive, I think, I think that's it. Of course the, uh, giants got Sterling. They still got Sterling Shepard. And Kadarius Tony from the draft, so got a lot of options to work with. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens this season. I'm hoping Daniel Jones and uh, Coach Joe Judge can take us to the promised land, get back to the playoffs, do some damage. Who knows? Maybe win a Super Bowl or two. Uh, but uh, yeah. So those are my thoughts and those are my predictions. And with that being said. Oh, wow. Uh, so when I make this episode, it's going to be like 45 minutes. Uh, so, yeah, this, I'm going to be honest. I'm just going to hit the 50-minute mark with this episode because uh, I really don't know what else to talk about. Uh, I, I was going to talk about the Olympics, but I don't really know. I mean – I mean, yeah, I'll talk about the Olympics for a little bit. I mean, I'll talk about the U.S. men's basketball team taking gold. Uh, but, yeah, I think that was one of the few highlights I got out of that. But, I mean, there really isn't much else to talk to. Oh, wait. Wait a minute. NBA. I completely forgot. There was a lot. There was a little bit to talk about for the uh, NBA uh, trades and signings. Let me uh, let me see here. Let's see. Uh, man, come on. Yeah, big names signing with different teams. Campbell Walker signed with the Knicks. Uh, what else? Uh, I just figured I'd get this. Dennis Schroeder signing a one-year deal with the Celtics. Uh, Russell Westbrook, of course, going to the Lakers. That's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I believe DeMar DeRozan signed with the Bulls. I believe he's in Chicago now. Kawhi Leonard, I believe, re-signed with the Clippers. Uh, what else? Uh, I think Kyle, where's, I know Patty Mills signed with the Brooklyn Nets or got 
traded to the Brooklyn Nets. I know Kyle Kuzma got traded to the uh, uh, Washington Wizards. That's why. That's how Russell Westbrook ended up in L.A. Uh, and let's be honest, anyone that was a fan of the Lakers and saw Kyle Kuzma play, you kind of, well, let's face it, mo mo most Lakers fans wanted Kuzma gone. Let's be honest with ourselves. Most Laker fans wanted him gone. But uh, let's see. Where you... Is Kyle Lowry still on the Raptors? Oh, no. Kyle Lowry uh, is on the Miami Heat. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. So a lot of big deals, big signings, and big, big trades have been uh, going down in the NBA. Uh, it, it, it just uh, I'm sorry. It completely slipped my mind. I completely forgot that uh, those deals happened uh, in those trades. But, uh, yeah, with that being said, uh, that's basically the end of this episode. Uh, I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Probably not going to drop it till like, Sunday or Saturday. Uh, who knows? Uh, this was supposed to be the hour-long special. I'm still calling it the hour-long special, even though it was only 50 minutes. So I missed it by 10 minutes, but either way, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, and with that being said, I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Uh, be on the lookout for that to drop probably Saturday or Sunday. Who knows? Uh, and with that being said, this has been your host, LT Nasty. Peace.